Praise God. Good evening, Dominion Center. We thank God for another Wednesday evening to look into God's Word. We thank God for bringing us together. I want to take this opportunity to acknowledge our church online viewers from various platforms. We want to thank God for you, for your life, that you're joining us to look into God's Word tonight. And we trust God that you will be greatly blessed as we come through, in the, as we come to the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want also to take this opportunity to thank our honorable leadership of Pastor Sam and Pastor Betty for making their office available for us to also stay and study of the word of the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Sam and Pastor Betty. Amen. Can we please bow down our heads and let's have a word of prayer. Eternal Father, we want to thank you tonight. We ask that Lord, as we come to look through your perfect law of liberty, our, line, our minds will be transformed, our hearts will be healed, and will be strengthened in you because of the word that you give to us. We pray that you will speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Thank you that there will be healings. Thank you, Lord, that there will be deliverance. And thank you that above all, lives will be drawn unto you to the glory of the name that is above every name our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight we want to look quickly <clears throat> into the Word of God and um, have a short word titled, Stay Encouraged. Stay Encouraged. We live in a season and in a time where life is extremely complex, for the, especially for the last few years. But life has been that way for many years. Amen. And... Um, it, it's not easy to constantly be riding on the high in life. There's sometimes there are valleys and mountains you go through, burns, bends, and we all have to find a way of ensuring that we stay in the faith so that we can also be a blessing to others. Amen. And we want to look just at a few scriptures on how we can do well and do our best to, in this season to stay encouraged in Christ. Um, I would take a scripture from Psalm 16, verse 8. And the word of the Lord says by David, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. David says, I keep my eyes always, not sometimes, always. On the Lord. And if we look at David making such a declaration to us, it's a man that has been there. It's a man that has seen it all. It's a man that has gone through the worst. And it's a man that has also seen God exalt him. Therefore, when he speaks, we can tell that his experiences are touched to the revelation that is had through Christ. Hallelujah. And um, lo lots of things are going on in life. So many stuff are happening here and there. Um, we hear the government in this part of the world saying that there's about a 40 billion hold in the budget. And the, people are losing jobs. People's businesses are collapsing. Financial hardship. There's a whole lot that is going on. The interesting thing is that as much as it happens around us, it affects us in various ways. But we've got to learn how David said what he said. Amen. We've got to learn how to stay in Christ in this challenging time. So, I'm, I'm going to help us to walk through a few things, including myself, so that I can also 
continually benefit from it. Amen. And one of the things that I, I notice is some of the things are like the lockdown and the side effects that it has on us, the way social media portrays so much things out into our faces, and what happens to us after all these things that we've heard. Amen. And we want to look at something. The Bible says in John 10, 10, which is a very familiar scripture unto us all, says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And then the Bible says that I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So Jesus is making us aware that in this life that we are in, that there's going to be challenges. And when challenges come, the enemy will take an opportunity to prey on us. And the first thing I want us to look at this evening is the way we think. Amen. In all, in all that is going on, the way we think, by virtue of what we hear and what we see, it's very important. Amen. Because most of the stuff that we hear, at the end of the day, more often than not, has the power to make us discouraged. Amen. It could take away... The, the strength that we have in Christ, the, the timing, the wonderful plans that we have, the things that most, most people are at the, are the point in life where things that they plan to do in this year, they could not even start because life has been a roller coaster. But I want us to see how it affects us and how we can also plan or try to get over it so that we don't get depressed. There's a wonderful scripture that is very familiar with most people from 1 Kings chapter 19 um, through from verse 1 to verse number 10. And I'm, I'll just read a few of them. Um, I'll be reading from the Amplified. It says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel, this is quite interesting because Ahab could have done that all by himself. But he knew where his power would come from, from the honorable wife Jezebel. And the Bible says in verse 2, Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more so, if I do not take your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. I know that in life sometimes we hear about this and, you know, you can plan and adjust so that when a time comes, you know how to handle a situation, you know how to plan, you, you look for counsel, you look for help. But then this time around, Jezebel throws a 24-hour um, plan on the prophet's life. And this is, this is a man that has been doing amazing stuff previously before this happens. So he's been on the high. And all of a sudden, a voice comes out, makes a declaration, and everything about him begins to change. And sometimes it's, that's how our lives are. When we've planned things, when we've put things together, when we, we're trusting God to set new paces in our life, take up projects, um, do wonderful things for God, um, take a new job, change careers, relocate. There's so many things that we plan to do, education. And then all of a sudden, something happens. And this is what happens to this wonderful prophet of God. And then the interesting thing is this. In verse 3, the Bible says, And when he saw that, which is Elijah, he arose and ran for his life to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, 
and left his servant there. The Bible says he ran. You know, all of a sudden, in this scripture, we do not even see Elijah, the mighty man of God, consulting God at all. The Bible says he just ran. And sometimes all of us go through those moments when the things that we hear, we actually, our mind tells us what we ought to do than even what God could have been, tell, could have been telling us to do. We don't even consult God. We don't even spend time. We don't even realize because the information can be so powerful and devouring that our minds begin to struggle and we begin to ask ourselves, what are we going to do? And the Bible says that he moves with his servant and he leaves him there. In that moment, he was running for his life. His servant wasn't his priority anymore. But then he didn't want the servant to also be part of what, um, what Jezebel wanted to do. And the Bible says he ran to, um, to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. And then verse 4 says, but he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it's enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Here is a whole prophet who has been doing wonderful stuff. Here is a whole prophet like you, like me, a child of God. We have so much confidence in God. But he comes to a place in his life where somebody was after his life and he had to run. But not only did he run, he became suicidal. And he said, Lord, it's enough. I've had, en I've had enough of this. You know, sometimes the, the, the cycle of battles in life can make you weary. It can make you weary to the extent that it makes your focus, your mindset, also, also retard to a place of giving up. Amen. And, and this, this is where this awesome man of God found himself. You know, the, the beautiful thing about this picture is that it makes us that aware that we're all vulnerable. It doesn't matter how great you are in the kingdom. It doesn't matter how least you think you find yourself in the kingdom. Challenges could bring you to a place where your mind could end up slowly shutting down and thinking, I've had enough. It could be you got yourself into trouble. It could be anything. But here we find the prophet of God who had 24 hours to live by the declaration of Jezebel. And he said to him, for Jezebel to kill him, he would rather have God take, him, take his life. And he said, I don't want to be like my fathers. Sometimes we see our parents struggle. We see people around us struggle. And when we start struggling, the next thing we can say is, I don't want to be like this person. I don't want to go down like this person. Sometimes you see maybe a brother ill, a sister ill, a family friend, and, and you see what they go through. And you're going through yours. And you're saying, Lord, don't let this be my faith as well. Amen. And the enemy plays on our minds. And I believe that whatever Elijah went through, most people in this life at this time are going through the same. With the whole challenges in the world, most people are going through the same thing. Lots of people are thinking of many things they could have done. They wish they were not around in this time and in this season. Most people might think, oh, I wish I was somewhere else. I wish I wasn't living here. I wasn't where I am. I didn't have, I didn't have to deal with this. It gets to a time we don't want to deal with stuff. Because we're human. But let, let's look at the fix to this problem. 
It's in Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take, in, and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Fix your mind on them. Fix your mind on the promises of God. Because if we lose our mind, we lose everything. Amen. If we lose our mind, we, we, we cannot even see a way out. Because it's, it's almost impossible to be strong when you can't think straight. I would not believe to see Elijah running for his life, for all that he's done, the grace of God upon his life, the word of God in his mouth. Amen. He declares a thing and it becomes. And then all of a sudden you can see that even he's forgotten that God can do so many wonderful things in him and through him. And down the line he was even thinking he was the only prophet left in town. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody tonight. You're not alone. Don't lose your mind. Whatever you're going through, hold on to the word of God and the promises of God because that would be a platform to overcome whatever you're going through. Because when you don't lose your mind, you can give access to the Holy Spirit to speak to you. When you don't lose your mind, you can give the Holy Spirit the ability to strengthen you. You open the door for heaven to be able to intervene in the way you process yourself through that challenge. Because losing your mind would cause you to be seeing things from a different perspective. And whilst God probably might be even telling you it's right, you're saying because I can only run through the left, that's all I'm left with. But I want to encourage you tonight. It might be bleak out in the world, but there's still hope in life because of Christ. And let our minds be still on Christ. For that is where we can have our victory. Amen. Let's keep our minds. The Bible says, think and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. The lovely things. The, prom the promises of God are always lovely. Amen. The word of truth is always lovely. It is our weapon for our warfare. Hallelujah. Another thing that we can look at. Is that sometimes when troubles come our way, the reason why we cannot stay encouraged is because we become a bit irrational. We do things haphazardly. You know, I, I have noticed, I've gone through that before, that sometimes when my mind probably is not still on God, it's easy to speak wrongly. It's easy to tell people off. You, you, you can become snobbish instead of being encouraging. Hallelujah. And, and this, this, this can be very, very worrying. It, it happens to parents a lot. You, you can be a parent and you see a parent throwing touch on you. like, hi, dad. He's like, what? You go like, mom, like, what? Sometimes it's what they're going through. Amen. Sometimes it's what they are going through. 
And what they are going through can be so oppressing to them in their mind that you see them do things that you don't expect them to do. Amen. Sometimes rejection can even make you that way. There's, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 9 from verse 51 to verse 56 when Jesus was passing through Jerusalem and the behavior of his, his disciples. I was, I was very amazed. The Bible says from verse 53, it says, um, I'll take it from verse 50, 52. The Bible says, and he sent messages before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of, some, uh, of Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set on for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? And Jesus turned and rebuked them and said to them, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another village. You know, the, the fact that they were not accepted in the village made them offended. Amen. And, and the, the, the offense, the, the, reason, the reason that they became that was just being rejected. They did not have the, the hospitality that they were looking for. And sometimes in life, sometimes rejection can make us bitter. It can make us misbehave. You know, you see someone saying sometimes, oh, he went for a job interview, he couldn't get the interview. It's like, these people are mean. I pray the hand of the Lord to consume them. Come on. The fact that you didn't get it didn't mean God was out of your case. Because in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, the Bible says, it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans of welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. I pray over your life today that whatever you're going through and wherever you are now, may your outcome be glorious. Just because you're able to keep yourself still in Christ and keep an eye on him, keep an eye on his word, stay in his word, trusting him, and you'll be amazed how far God will take you. I pray that you will not lose yourself. Don't lose your mind. Don't become irrational. In your challenge, so be yourself because other people would have to glean off you when you have strength. Hallelujah. Other people would have to stand strong. You might lose your job. People's businesses are going out, down. Things are happening. People are being declined promotions. There's a whole lot of things. Relationships are failing. But we cannot lose ourselves. Amen. Because the plans of God are still good. This experience, will just have to go through it. And God will bring us to the other side. Hallelujah. And I pray that would carry a great and good perspective. I want to leave you with five things that I believe that in this season would help us all not survive, but overcome. Amen. Not only overcome, but be a blessing. Not only become a blessing, but have great testimonies to God's glory. That in the year 2000, with all the darkness that was around our lives, on earth, God's hand was still exalted. And we can also declare like David declared, that he saw the hand of the Lord carrying him through. Number one, let's speak life into our lives. 
Let's daily speak life into our life. Into our life. Regardless of what's going on, let's continue to declare that our God is good, that we are born and we are more than conquerors, that we'll come through this to God's glory. Let's continue to declare life because guess what? The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of our tongue. Let's choose to speak life daily into our lives, into our health, into our jobs, our business, even concerning the interviews and the other things that we want to do. Let's continue to speak life into our lives. Let's keep praying, number two. Let's keep praying. Let's not stop seeking the face of God. Because in seeking God, strength would come. And remember, prayer is communication. God will speak back to us. He will bring wisdom and guidance and direction to us. Number three, let's meditate. Let's continually meditate on his word. This, this, this is one bit that we can never go wrong with because his word would keep us calm. His word would give us strength. Let's continue to meditate. Don't just read it, meditate on it because in meditation, your mind will be expanded. God will speak to you. You'll have greater insight and understanding to the things that he desires of us. The fourth one is stay in a positive environment. Amen. Let's make sure we don't become toxic by other people. Other people pouring wrong stuff into us. Create good environment. Create good environment. Create good environment. We should not just be in environment, but we should create good environments. Amen. Godly environment. People who, when they see your head going down, they can lift you up. Amen. Stay in fellowship. Log on to church activities. Amen. One word, one day on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, Bible study could change your life. Keep yourself in that positive environment. And the fifth one, do something positive that makes you happy. Look, with all that is going on, with all the challenges, with all the news we hear, the lockdown, there's still things that we like that we can do that can keep us up. Amen. Everybody has something they love doing. It could be reading. It could be studying something new. Hallelujah. We refuse to bring our minds to a place where we look like we have no hope. But we have hope in Christ. And my prayer tonight is that we'll be like David and we'll all say, I kept my eyes always on the Lord. With him at, his, with, with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. May you not be shaken in this season. May you stay encouraged all the time. May you not drop your hands. May the word of the Lord carry you. And I pray that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're looking for, God will lead you into a pleasant place. It is not too late for God to rearrange stuff for you. God has never been surprised by what we are going through. God has not been surprised about the escalation of, of the pandemic and everything. It has never surprised God. Which means God still has a good plan for us. Hallelujah. Stay daily encouraged. It's hard because the news can bring you down, but it's not impossible because God is with us. Hallelujah. I want us to take this opportunity to pray. I'm going to pray for those viewing us wherever you are, those that are with us, those that even might not be part of this church, that the hand of the Lord, if there be anyone that do not know Christ, may they look at God as the savior of this world to restore them to a better life. And maybe you do not know Christ and I just want to share this with you. Jesus is able to restore your mind. Jesus is able to place your feet in a place that 
your life can be transformed. You would have a new perspective of hope to live in this life. And I pray with you that Lord Jesus, have mercy unto anyone that does not know you. Tonight our prayer is that they would come to know you. You are free to receive them. I pray that they will have that hope and faith in you. That they will become sons and daughters. I pray that they will renounce their sins and accept Jesus into their hearts. I pray that, Lord, they would open that door for you to be their guide. That even in times of pressure, they would find hope in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we want to say a big thank you tonight. We ask that, Lord, you would walk us through the rest of this year and this week with our head held up high. That none of us would lose focus and be discouraged. Holy Spirit, strengthen us that we would always be encouraged through Christ and through the word. Help us that we would also be strong enough to carry the weak ones that are around us. Help us to lead with joy because you've also shown us that love inside of yourself. We bless you and we honor you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah.